scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software. Welcome to day three of week 11 of the daily Bible reading. Today we're in Numbers chapters 34 through 36 and Luke chapter 4. But before we begin the reading, let's say a prayer. Our Holy Father, we pray that you would help us to be like your Son. When we're faced with temptation, help us to put all of our confidence in you and in your word. We know that you always give us a way of escape, and we are grateful for it. We pray, Father, that you would help us as we read today, that we would be strengthened in our faith, and that we would learn things that would make us better servants for you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's begin our reading in Numbers chapter 34. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Command the Israelites and say to them, When you come into the land of Canaan, this is the land that was allotted to you as an inheritance, the land of Canaan according to its boundaries. Your southern edge will be from the desert of Zin toward the side of Edom, and your southern border will be from the edge of the Salt Sea to the east. Your boundary will turn from the south to the ascent of Akrabim, and will pass over to Zin, and its limits will be from the south of Kadesh Barnea. It will continue to Hazar-Adar, and pass over to Asmon. The boundary will turn from Asmon to the valley of Egypt, and its limits will be to the sea. Your western boundary will be the Great Sea. This will be your western boundary. Your northern boundary will be from the Great Sea. You will make a boundary from the Great Sea to Mount Hor. From Mount Hor, you will make a boundary to reach Hamath. The limits of the territory will be at Zedad. The boundary will go out from Ziphron, and its limits will be at Hazar-Enan. This will be your boundary to the north. You will mark out your eastern boundary from Hazar-Enan to Shephem. The boundary will go down from Shephem to Riblah from the east side of Ain. And the boundary will go down and border on the eastern side of the Sea of Kinnereth. The boundary will go down to the Jordan, and its limits will be at the Salt Sea. This will be your land according to its boundaries all around. So Moses commanded the Israelites, saying, This is the land that you will obtain as an inheritance for yourself by lot, which Yahweh commanded to give to the nine and a half tribes. For the tribe of the children of the Reubenites, the children of the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh took their inheritance according to the house of their families. The two and a half tribes have taken their inheritance from beyond the Jordan across Jericho, east toward the sunrise. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, These are the names of the men who will divide up the land for your inheritance. Eliezer the priest, and Joshua, son of Nun. You will take one leader from every tribe to divide up the land for inheritance. These are the names of the men. Of the tribe of Judah, Caleb, son of Jephunneh. Of the tribe of the descendants of Simeon, Samuel, son of Amahud. Of the tribe of Benjamin, Eladad, son of Chislon. Of the tribe of the descendants of Dan, the leader, Buki, son of Jogli. Of the descendants of Joseph, the tribe of the descendants of Manasseh, the leader, Haniel, son of Ephod. Of the tribe of the descendants of Ephraim, the leader, Kimuel, son of Shiftan. Of the tribe of the descendants of Zebulun, the leader, Elizaphan, son of Parnak. Of the tribe of the descendants of Issachar, the leader, Paltiel, son of Azen. Of the tribe of the descendants of Asher, 
the leader Ahihud, son of Shalomi, of the tribe of the descendants of Naphtali, the leader Petahil, son of Amahud. These are those whom Yahweh commanded to allot to the Israelites the land of Canaan. Chapter 35 Yahweh spoke to Moses on the desert plains of Moab beyond the Jordan across Jericho, saying, Command the Israelites that they give to the Levites from the inheritance of their property cities to live in, and you will give to the Levites pasture land all around the cities. The cities will be theirs to live in, and their pasture lands will be for their domestic animals, for their possessions, and for their animals. The pasture lands of the cities that you will give to the Levites will extend from the wall of the city to a distance of a thousand cubits all around. You will measure outside the city the eastern edge, 2,000 cubits, for the southern edge, 2,000 cubits, for the western edge, 2,000 cubits, and for the northern edge, 2,000 cubits, with the city in the middle. This will be for them the pasture lands of the cities. All the cities that you will give the Levites will be six cities of refuge, to which the killer can flee. In addition to them, you will give 42 cities." All the cities that you will give to the Levites will be forty-eight cities, them with their pasture lands. And the cities that you will give from the property of the Israelites, you will take more from the larger group and less from the smaller group. Each of them will give according to the portion of their inheritance, according to the portion that he inherits. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, You will select for yourselves cities for your cities of refuge, that a killer who has killed a person unintentionally can flee there. The cities will be to you a refuge from a redeemer, so that the killer will not die until he stands before the community for judgment. The cities that you are to give will be your six cities of refuge. You will give three cities across the Jordan and three cities in the land of Canaan. They will be cities of refuge." To the Israelites, to the alien, and to the temporary resident in their midst, there will be these six cities as a refuge to which anyone who unintentionally kills a person may flee. But if he hit him with an object of iron so that he dies, the killer must surely be put to death. And if he hit him with a stone in the hand, by which he will die and he does die, he is a killer. The killer must surely be put to death." Or if he hit him with a wooden object by which he will die, and he does die, he is a killer. The killer must surely be put to death. The blood avenger himself will put the killer to death. He will put him to death when meeting him. If he shoves him in hatred, or he throws something at him with intention, and he dies, or he is hit in hostility with his hand and he dies, the one that struck him will put to death the killer when meeting him. Or, if in an instant he shoved him, not in hostility, or threw something at him without intention, or with any stone, without seeing it dropped on him so that he dies, while he was not seeking his injury, then the community will judge between the striker and between the blood avenger according to these ordinances. The community will deliver the killer from the hand of the blood avenger, and the community will restore him to the city of his refuge to which he fled, and he will live there in it until the death of the high priest who was anointed with holy oil. But if the killer surely goes out of the territory of the city of his refuge to which he fled, and the blood avenger finds him outside the territory of the city of his refuge, and the blood avenger kills the killer, 
He will not be guilty of blood, because he must live in the city of his refuge until the death of the high priest. But after the death of the high priest, the killer will return to the land of his property. These things will be as a decree of justice for you for your generations and all your dwellings. If anyone kills a person, the killer will be put to death according to the testimony of witnesses. But someone cannot die on testimony of one person. Also, you will not take a ransom payment for the life of a killer who is guilty of death. Indeed, he must surely be put to death. You will not take a ransom payment for the one that flees to the city of his refuge, so that he may return to live in the land before the death of the priest. You will not pollute the land in which you are, because blood pollutes the land, and no atonement can be made for the land for the blood that is poured out on it, except with the blood of the one who poured it out. You will not defile the land on which you are living, because I am living in the midst of it. I am Yahweh. I am living in the midst of the Israelites. Chapter 36 The leaders of the families of the clans of descendants of Gilead, the son of Machir, the son of Manasseh, of the clans of the descendants of Joseph, came near and spoke before Moses and before the leaders of the families of the Israelites. And they said, Yahweh commanded my Lord to give the land by lot as an inheritance to the Israelites. And my Lord was commanded by Yahweh to give the inheritance of Zelophehad our brother to his daughters. But if they become wives to one of the sons from another tribe of the Israelites, their inheritance will disappear from the inheritance of our ancestors, and it will be added to the inheritance of the tribe to which they belong. The lot of our inheritance would disappear." When the jubilee of the Israelites comes, it will be added to the inheritance of the tribe to which they belong, and their inheritance will disappear from the tribe of our father. Then Moses commanded the Israelites, by the command of Yahweh, saying, The tribe of the descendants of Joseph is right regarding what they are saying. This is the word that Yahweh commanded the daughters of Zelophehad, saying, Let them marry whomever they like, only they must marry from within the clan of the tribe of their father. Thus an inheritance of the Israelites will not go around from tribe to tribe. Rather, the inheritance of each tribe of his father will remain with the Israelites. Every daughter who possesses an inheritance from the tribes of the Israelites will marry one of the clan of the tribe of her father, so that the Israelites will possess the inheritance of his ancestors." Therefore, an inheritance will not go around from one tribe to another tribe, because the tribes of the Israelites will each hold to their own inheritance. Just as Yahweh commanded to Moses, so the daughters of Zelophehad did. Mala, Tirzah, Hagla, Milcah, and Noah, the daughters of Zelophehad, married the sons of their uncles. They married those from the sons of Manasseh, son of Joseph, and their inheritance remained among the tribe of the clan of their ancestors. These were the commands and the stipulations that Yahweh commanded by the hand of Moses to the Israelites in the desert plateaus of Moab by the Jordan across Jericho. All right, now let's read Luke chapter 4. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness forty days being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during these days, and when they were completed, he was hungry. So the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, order this stone that it become bread. 
And Jesus replied to him, It is written, Man will not live on bread alone. And he led him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, I will give you all this domain and their glory, because it has been handed over to me, and I can give it to whomever I want. So if you will worship before me, all this will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And he brought him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will lift you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It is said, You are not to put to the test the Lord your God. And when the devil had completed every temptation, he departed from him until a favorable time. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news about him went out throughout all the surrounding region. And he began to teach in their synagogues, and was praised by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And according to his custom, he entered into the synagogue on the day of the Sabbath, and stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him, and unrolling the scroll, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because of which he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to send out in freedom those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord." And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were looking intently at him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And they were all speaking well of him and were astonished at the gracious words that were coming out of his mouth. And they were saying, Is this man not the son of Joseph? And he said to them, Doubtless you will tell me this parable. Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard that took place in Capernaum, do here in your hometown also. And he said, Truly I say to you that no prophet is acceptable in his own hometown. But in truth I say to you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was shut for three years and six months, while a great famine took place over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath, in the region of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was made clean except Naaman the Syrian. And all those in the synagogue were filled with anger when they heard these things, and they stood up and forced him out of the town, and brought him up to the edge of the hill on which their town was built, so that they could throw him down the cliff. But he passed through their midst and went on his way. And he came down to Capernaum, a town of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astounded at his teaching, because he spoke with authority. And in the synagogue there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, Ha! Leave us alone, Jesus the Nazarene! Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God! And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. 
and after throwing him down in their midst, the demon came out of him without hurting him at all. And amazement came upon them all, and they began to talk with one another, saying, What word is this? For he commands the unclean spirits with authority and power, and they come out. The news about him went out into every place of the surrounding region. And after he set out from the synagogue, he went into Simon's house. And Simon's mother-in-law was afflicted with a high fever, and they asked him on behalf of her. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she got up and began to serve them. Now as the sun was setting, all who had those who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and placing his hands on every one of them, he healed them. And demons also were coming out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Son of God! And he rebuked them, and did not permit them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went to an isolated place. And the crowds were seeking him, and came to him, and were trying to prevent him from departing from them. But he said to them, It is necessary for me to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. All right, well, that's the reading for today. Until next time, keep meditating on the word of God.